<laughs> a lot of pressure, man. Yeah, it is. Evil. The evil. Not our real names. Nailed it. headphones in and hit play yeah yeah then you so. got us are we hot <laughs> we're hot you are you got the military look going over the oh over thank the, you over the wait wait you I, know, I, uniform we're in uniform just yeah can we make adjustments and to the uniform some exciting news <laughs> ryan for you is there and me well let's remind them why they're listening because welcome to a little independent the podcast where two friends talk about independent, obscure, just plain weird movies. My name's Ryan. And I'm Todd. Hi, Todd. Hi, Ryan. How's it going? It's going good. Oh, wait. It's going good. Ooh. Extending the I, uh, the Kathleen, as yeah, I think we'll yeah. start to call it. Joan Wilder? Joan Wilder. She went a little far that time. That's, that's a, you know, if we had a sequels movie podcast, we could talk about... You know, whether that's unjustly or justly a hated movie and all that kind of thing. But And if crocodile boots or alligator boots are politically correct these days. I, I think they, sure. There's, there's swamp people like they oh, catch gators true. every week rights, on TV. Of course, yeah. Uh, well, you said there's there's big news. Yeah, I'm in, in the works. News. A new uniform for us. As in, the, it, we're going to like go executive or... <laughs> Polo shirts with our logo is is in the works to uh, to be made. That so is awesome. Hopefully uh, soon. Um, Polo, not a sponsor of the uh, podcast. By style the way. of shirt. Yeah, it won't be that brand. And if by this point we do have a clothing sponsor, I hope there's you know nothing that's conflicting, oh. so we can go back and amend those kind of things. But we that's can, exciting. We can erase that shit. You know what's <laughs> making me really. Um, thrilled about what we do in this podcast is, and maybe I'm, I just get more affected by things as I think of them within this framework, but I become more disenchanted with big movies. And I just, oh, just watched in a little late in the game, admittedly for the date, but I just watched the new Candyman and recently watched the recent Halloween and they kind of let me down and I, and I normally, maybe I'm getting older, I'm less forgiving, but I, what you're 28. Exactly. <laughs> you just go way we're, back to episode one. Right. We're 28 forever. Oh, that's right. Forever 28. Another t-shirt. Yeah. That's a great one. That's a great one. Cause there is a forever Which, 21. There sure franchise. is. There sure is. <laughs> and, and doing it 28 makes, you know, zero sense in any way, shape or form, but I'm in. It's the, date of my birth oh 28 so excellent. that's a good number for me well what about the date of your conception that's a little more uh, i have no poignant. that see you know my parents weren't tell as you? open as, as just, you are with just, your kids <laughs> oh yeah we remind them every year yeah. <laughs> walking through that day new year's eve <laughs> yeah. um, wow so I, I i really just and i realized that I, I didn't hurry to see the new Black Widow, and when I saw it, I don't think I really liked it. I haven't watched it yeah. again. I feel like my work is done here. Well, it, not. I think that's you hear that you know from people, and and especially you know actors and 
folks in movies saying they they get disenchanted with big blockbusters. That's yeah. why they do independent movies. Or, but and I've heard other people and friends of mine say that they don't care about blockbuster type movies anymore. But I really we haven't started the book of Boba Fett, and this is a new TV. Now, if you would have t- told thirteen to I don't know last year ago me that there's going to be a TV show about Boba Fett. Yeah, I would have pissed myself daily until it happened. <laughs> waiting, you know, because waiting for the moment. He's the that, that's the the pinnacle character. Although there's no reason, he doesn't do anything particularly cool at all. And it's this this iconic. You know, maybe it was the first that the, the special way they released a toy. Blah blah blah. But I just I'm not rushing to see it. There's a new Hawkeye show, uh, part of the Marvel thing. I I don't care at all. Yeah. So maybe it's a little overdone. Yeah, and, and, and special it, effects can be overdone. I'm scared too. though. Scared. Look at me. I'm afraid because <laughs> this could lead like to me not even caring about the next Fast and Furious movie, and I can't have that. No, but I don't think that's you're in danger. It, that's why I think, and because it's great. Today's movie delighted the everlasting shit out of me. Oh, I was worried. Were you really? Well, I could see why. It, actually, it, it's it's so. I don't want to say student filmy, but you know what I mean. It's so low budget. Yeah, it's there so was a moment I was very worried, but we'll we'll get into that. Yeah, so so before take we, us through before it. we launch here. Um, well, Trailer Park Jesus is the movie. Ah, um, but I do have something. We have a special moment, Ryan. Not only not not just the last one, but there being the time of year that it's been. <laughs> so Christmas Day, I came down and under the tree was this was this package. Oh gee, and. Uh, you know this wrap Christmas package, and um, could could you read the who it's to on there? Uh, to Ali from Santa. Yeah, <laughs> and it was under my tree, so I, I figured maybe Santa left it there with me because you know I didn't want to interrupt all the family stuff, you right? Know, you wow, know, because you got the little ones, and so <laughs> I'm going to give you the honor of opening this. Oh, gee, and you know, and you're in a little description. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm very curious. I, okay. I wonder, wow. wonder what this is all about. Wow. And, and it is our Wow-wee. one year. Um, now, hopefully, this it, is not a gift to yeah. somebody named Allie that you stole. Like, and you're revealing a oh yeah. mean streak right now. Oh, that could an be unprecedented terrible. mean well, streak. It's kind of like a one year anniversary thing too. Right? All right, with it being the first of the year. All right. Well, this is a, a United States Postal Service priority mailbox. And well, the elves sometimes run out of, you know, boxes they have. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. And uh, it says, now we will always have dot, dot, dot on the uh, outside. And when you open the inside, oh, <laughs> Monte Doro. Monte Doro. So Monte Doro's we, on so the inside. We, now we will always have it in the studio with us. Wow, whatever it may be. What? <laughs> I was wondering. <laughs> I yep. can't believe you. I, a, how did you? You found Monte Doro was inside the box. Santa knew what we wanted. Wow. You know what? And he delivered. I do believe in miracles. <laughs> Who would have thought? Well, I think the folks in our movie today probably also believe in miracles a little bit, at least now. But yeah, so Trailer Park Jesus. I was on YouTube one day, and metal it came, detecting. It, no, I, yeah, just just scrolling through, you know, what they were recommending, 
and, you know, commercial breaks in between the football and that right. kind of thing. And down in the corner there on one of the videos I'd watched, I just saw that title and then I saw it was a movie and I'm like, oh, I have to watch this just from the title. That was the soul. And then I got the first, right in the beginning, I almost shut it off. Can I tell you that shocks me a little bit that the title appealed to you? Well, when there is a crazy title like that, you got to check it out. Yeah. Remember I did that one with Bigfoot? What was it called? Big Bigfoot Girlfriend uh, or something like oh, that? Oh, yeah, that's right. And I'm that's like, right. I said, all right, with a title like that, I'm going in. And Interesting. of course, the yeah. cover was ridiculous, you know. This monstrous figure. I, yeah, over this one the, with the cover, it kind of surprises me. That's cool. I don't know that I even saw the cover because it was a little YouTube. Oh, you I, know, I, but, well, I, I had a visual. I'm not going to, I didn't bring it, but uh, we'll put it on the Facebook page. Uh, uh, the The cover is probably the most independent cover we've done as well. I'm trying to remember what. So I saw the movie poster. Right? It, it's just, it's the, the, the couple, uh, as it were, as we find out at kind of the end of the movie on the top, but it's just uh, got all of the kind of festivals that it was in. Yeah. So you have all the, uh, there's probably 30 of the little florals all over it. So when you look at our logo and hopefully people equate uh, what's going on there, it just seems like the most Ali cover we've ever done. Oh yeah, for sure. Because it just got tons of them. <laughs> you know, sometimes yeah. they'll, they'll be discreet and kind of, it's like, fuck you. We got, we got in all these things. <laughs> <laughs> putting them all on. Yeah, well. Because it's the bottom half of the cover. It, five of them were awarded. You know, that's the ones that I wrote down. Yeah. And I saw, that, like you said, they're all over the place. But That's really cool. This, this uh, again, what I know about you, it, it seems a little odd, but I'm glad you picked it. And the description of the film uh, per IMDb is when a college student becomes stranded at a trailer park in rural Mississippi, he bargains his ho- his way home with a sheet of LSD. Exactly right. Well, that's interesting <laughs> because I didn't I didn't f- flag him as a college student, and he does become stranded. But I, I didn't get a whole college thing. I didn't yeah. get the. He does say he goes to school in New Orleans. Um, yeah, in New Orleans, that's in an interesting connection to this filmmaker, and so I have questions about that. But uh, it is billed as a comedy romance. What do you think about that? Yeah, the romance is. Uh, I do it perfect, spot on. Yeah, it, I, I agree with that. It's a lot, just actually. a goofy, fun. It's so it's super. I mean, think student film, think no budget. You know, like basically a camcorder or a DV. You know, probably or and uh, but you know what? It made me laugh. Yeah, and it, it as odd as this may sound, it, it's a feel good movie. Yeah. And contrary to any movie about this subject matter, you know, vis-a-vis white trash, whatever you want to say it, <laughs> you know, rural uh, trailer park, it's yeah. always negative and dour and ugly. And, you know, maybe there's a few exceptions. Joe Dirt, maybe if they're in a trailer park or Bloodfather, you know, that's one example of a, it's just intense. It's not sad. It's just angry, was, that trailer park. He was in a trailer in... Uh, um but it's just you know it's the it's the idea of of the tr- it, it was a feel good movie set in a place that you never really see feels goods. Yeah, well, in you know, and they definitely played off. Well, they even showed that some of the cliches aren't cliches. Oh yeah, yeah, there is that. <laughs> so we have I, I again a very independent film in in all aspects of of the. Uh, 
of the term, but it stars Garrett Smith. And I know kind of we do our normal rundown, but have you had you seen any of these people in anything before? No, no, but there are a couple of surprises that some of them got into. Yeah. So if you, I don't know if you caught it or not, but if you didn't, it'll be fun to have you. Well, Garrett guess Smith which actor. plays Jesse. Uh, he's only got four films to his credit, and yeah. that's his, his best known are those four. Um, Trailer Park Jesus is one, two shorts, one called Chaosity, and one called O'Connor, which yeah. I sadly is not like a documentary on the character of Brian O'Connor from the Fast and Furious saga. <laughs> uh, but it looks interesting. A man wants to biologically improve his body and will take whatever means necessary to do so. So I thought that sounded kind of cool. Yeah. And then he's also known for a movie called Furious in Alabama, which um, has ties to you know other people in this film. But what's interesting about Furious in Alabama is the poster says Alabama Dirt. Yeah. Do you ever because like there's a, wasn't a there few a shovel movies like that or something? Yeah, I I saw that too. And it's kind of like the one I remember is a movie with Dolph Lundgren called I Come in Peace. <laughs> and and it sounds filthy, I know, and I'm sorry, but you flinched first. And it's it's one that I I tried to purchase recently, and it's billed in other most places as Dark Angel. And so I got the Blu-ray, and the inside of the Blu-ray has a um like an alternate cover. Yeah. So I don't know why that ha- you know, as marketing or the studio takes over and just renames the thing. I think you hear stories like that. That's kind of interesting. But uh, in Furious in Alabama, it also stars Leslie Easterbrook. Do you know who she is? I don't. That's I do Sergeant Callahan from the Police Academy uh, movies. Oh, Blot, okay. I know who I've, that is. I just reflected on that now. Callahan. So they took you know, the most infamous cop from right. Dirty Harry yeah. and named the kind of big, tough, demure, you know, buxom blonde. Well, yeah. That's, I, I that doubt that was a coincidence. Uh, and she's also, she plays Mother Firefly in The Devil's Rejects and the sequel to House of, Th- of a Thousand Co- Corpses. Jesus, God. Sorry about that. <laughs> you know what he reminds me of? The kid from the 70s show. Garrett Smith reminds you? Yes. Which one? In this movie. The main the main kid. Oh, yeah. 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 He was Topher in the Predator. Topher Grace. Yeah. I knew you'd know the name. That's Absolutely. Just, just, yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> that's who, his demeanor, his dress, that's who he reminds Topher's me of. best performances by far, aside from Predators, uh, Ocean's 11 and 12. Anyway, uh, also starring Brent Philip Henry as Luke, who's also in the aforementioned Furious in Alabama. Uh, notably, he's in a couple of really stellar movies. He's in a movie called Drive Angry with Nicolas Cage. If you don't know it, you should. Uh, he's in Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Okay, you got it. <laughs> uh, he's uh, in a movie uh, also directed by this director called Let's Rob the Cheese Shop. Did you uh I did watch up? it. That looks phenomenal. I did watch it. And this guy who plays Luke is also in Roe v. Wade. A 2019 movie. Isn't it Roe versus Wade? Oops. Yeah, sorry. Not the correct title. <laughs> Roe versus Wade. Or is it Roe v. Wade? I, I said it the way the kids are saying it, Roe v. Wade. And anyway, get get who stars in Roe versus Wade in 2019. John Voight, Jamie Kennedy, Joey Lawrence, Corbin Burnson, Greer Grammer, Kelsey Grammer's daughter, John Schneider. Know who that is? Yeah. Bo Duke or Luke the, or It fits or right in with uh, yeah. the, the Alabama. Robert Davi, Steve Gutenberg, 
William Forsyth. All of those people are in this hang out movie. with all those guys. <laughs> what the hell is that? Yeah. And this gentleman is also in a movie that I love and I've talked to you about and you'll never never watch, but uh, one of my favorite sequels, Happy Death Day to You. Uh-huh. He plays skydive instructor. And I watched that uh, this afternoon preparing for this podcast. <laughs> um, just, just it also because. stars Michael Dardent as Paul. I'm just going to say it almost, I think, movie stealer. Uh, Paul is he's an interesting guy he's in a 2010 short film called where strippers go to die and i desperately tried to find that ah you did it's doesn't it can't get it (laughs) (laughs) uh he's in a another film called what the truck uh early uncredited role in big mama's house Two. Uh this guy uh if you look at his imdb he's best known for focus that terrible will smith movie um and he's the writer of a TV show called Bourbon Whiz, which sounds like you've had too much bourbon and you have to piss. Yep. But uh, yeah, eight uh, eight uh, episodes uh, in 2013. Uh, also stars Danny Coleman, who just makes me just love Dabney Coleman and think about him even more. Uh, Sarah, she's best known for uh, NCIS New Orleans. Sarah without an H. Yeah. Because the, the evil Sarah's The evil H's. Sarah's in the beginning, yeah. And also, Michael Darden, the guy who plays Paul, also was in NCIS New Orleans. Yeah. Which is bizarre. This is a tight group. They're all, all in a lot of the same movies together, at least the, the indie ones. Yeah, and that that's that comes up yeah. more and more often. Hey, I know somebody. Yeah. I know somebody. It that's, has to you know, be that way. Oh, yeah. Or more likely. I know uh, somebody that'll do it for 10 bucks. Cheap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, she, her first film, uh, is called 12 rounds and she was credited as hot tub woman. And this film on the cover, I could see her in a hot tub. Yeah, absolutely. It's from the director of die hard Two. No way. <laughs> and the producer of speed. <laughs> well, now, so 12 rounds, she's hot tub woman. And it should say, I mean, from why doesn't it say like from the director of Ford Fairlane and Deep Blue Sea? And it's Rennie Harlan and the guy who produced Speed or the people who produce Speed. Yeah. Uh, then we've got uh, Shanna Forstall who plays, again, definite movie stealer, Mary. 65 credits uh, to sure. her name also in Let's Rob the Cheese Shop. She is in a crazy Nicolas Cage movie called Left Behind. Yeah. She's also in one of your favorite movies of all time. Oh, Olympus Has Fallen. Yes. Oh, yeah. And she got that gig right after this movie. Yeah, oh, that yeah. was the following year. Absolutely. So that's pretty cool. Written and directed by uh, Sean Girwin, uh, writer of Let's Rob the Cheese Shop, co-writer <laughs> of Oh Ship, It's a Family Trip. Let's Rob the Sheep. Let's Rob the Cheese Shop. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Maybe I'm finally having a stroke and this You're- is the end. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were just this combining two end. words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's happened a, like that's nine That's a different times. indie film. We have to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he also uh, did what a 2014 a film called Last Spring Break, yeah. which was also written by and starring the guy who plays Paul Michael Dardent, uh, and a short called Just Foot Massages. So this yeah. guy's really got, got an the, interesting. He's just got the three movies, and they're all free on YouTube on his YouTube channel, um, Backyard Shed Films. And then you know there's the shorts, and he's got yeah. some 48 hour film project thing on there. But his all three of his movies are on there for free. Yeah, 
So and that's, that's kind of cool. And so I'm in complete agreement with the show stealers. Paul oh, and Mary, you? oh my God, were were phenomenal. And cast as husband and wife. I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't yeah. know if that was intentional because there's not a lot about about the casting process that I found, but right. it just. Man, did they work? The, yeah. the two of them in this Both, movie. They're just very natural. Goddamn actors. delightful. Yeah. And in two totally different ways, too. <laughs> yeah. The tagline. Hey, Missouri. Um, the there was no official tagline I found, but from the poster. So the full description that I just read earlier is on the poster. And um on the actual poster bottom, sorry. It says based on a true misadventure. So that I think would call would be the official tagline. So yeah. based on a true misadventure. Okay. Uh, no budget info, no worldwide gross, and a breezy, <laughs> easy one hour and twenty minutes. Yeah. But generous. Now, if you take out credits and you take out extraneous hallucination scenes, this movie's probably I don't know an hour, sixty minutes long. <laughs> Is it is it more fun? Do you think uh, now? See, I watched it. I, I just picture so on YouTube on his channel, on uh, it has this movie has just shy right now of six million views. Wow, which definitely call, qualifies it as a cult film without well, question. I, I purchased uh, or I or I rented it on Amazon. Uh, it was a dollar ninety nine. And it, you know, it's one of those movies that I think you're surprised maybe to find on there. Yeah. And that was the only other way that yeah, well, I found to see it. Yeah. YouTube, the Chicago Comedy Film Festival has it on yep. there. Um, he has it on there and there's a few others. But yeah, you can, if you rent it from Amazon, at least he'll get a few bucks. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. The uh, one, uh, every, uh, mo- uh, most of the festivals that it entered, it seemed to win. So winner of the Audience Choice Award at the Chicago Comedy Film Fest. Uh, winner best feature film at the Indie Gathering International Film Festival. I think that's a new one for us on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. And I was wondering, I didn't, I forgot to look it up where that I where that either. is. <laughs> we'll have so, to do that. Great job, team. Here we go, yeah. bringing our A game. Uh, winner of the Audience Award, uh, New Orleans Film Festival. So just a lot of ties to New Orleans with this director, with these actors. This movie was filmed in New Orleans. Um, so I wonder what the connection is there because you know it's set in Missouri. Uh, it is in Cleveland. It's, it's set in Cleveland, Missouri, but it's, it was filmed in New Orleans. Yes. And there's two locations listed, New Orleans and Port Allen, Louisiana. LA, so, if you wrote down, was Louisiana. I think Louisiana. it was Cleveland, <laughs> but in the, in the movie, I think they say she's, I, I actually, she's on the phone. Yeah. She's she telling says Cleveland. Cleveland, Missouri to St. Louis, which is where he's going. And so, unless I have this totally wrong. I was thinking it was Cle- Cleveland, I, Louisiana. I'm wondering if Cleveland, Missouri is even a real place. Because yeah. I'm like, Cleveland, Missouri, I thought it was a joke. No, they, they drove by the street sign like trying to make the it arrow. So that, the point that it's all the same, Cleveland, Missouri. Yeah, that that uh, that has to be real. Well, here there we was are. A street, there in, was a street sign In unique it. different interpretations of the same thing. I found it to be like a, a <laughs> well, hilarious I was completely joke. sober when I watched it, so... I was. We have different. Do we have a different take, or were you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I. You know, I. I. I had had. I. I you That's know, I was a doing, lot of eyes there. I was now, doing if some I was work interviewing research. you. <laughs> I was doing some work research. 
Did you know that Trailer Park Jesus is the name of a glass uh, glass jaw song? Yeah, because that damn thing kept coming up every time I was oh, trying to did? get the movie to come up. I kept getting this you know, little record player, yeah. and I'm like, what the hell is glass yeah, jaw? A, I wondered if that would come into your periphery. I do not really enjoy that band or that song, but... Yeah, I didn't know anything about it, but yeah. then it keeps coming up. Well, the movie starts in a way that I think is interesting in that it starts with... <laughs> uh, in what, Moaning? What's... what's Fun for, I think, you, and I'll tell you this, I did watch most of this with Jess. So what's fun about She's that- She's like, of course Todd picked this. Is It goes back to maybe an older episode, if you all remember uh, Most Beautiful Island, uh-huh. and my wife saying something about it possibly being porno or something, <laughs> and you being a, a little upset about maybe offending her sensibilities. Okay. So when this started, I'm like, oh boy, here yeah, we here go. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> And she just said, oh, whose pick is it tonight? And I said, it's Todd's pick. And I'm really psyched about this. She's like, okay, cool. And she sat down and <laughs> she she was like homesick all day. And so I don't think she was her full, but I think it meant that she's like, she understands now. She understands the movies we do. And, and sometimes they're a little bizarre, but this starts with the ambient sounds of female pleasure and funk and sexy music yeah jazz little jazzy yeah yeah and i think about movies that start that way because there are a bunch the only one i could ever think that starts with sex is basic instinct yeah and that one is a real well this this but this one sets up the whole movie starts with i think this film has the one grand distinction at least in my movie watching history is the first time a girl breaks up on screen while a guy's eating her out. <laughs> and, and it sounds and, like he's doing a pretty fair yeah, job. And we could stop the episode right now and a lot of people would watch it because of that. <laughs> Should we wait? Just because of you saying Should that. we give it like a week or so and Should then maybe <laughs> reconvene? See if it's at 7 million views? But I... What what that what that says to me but is we were going to the movies tonight. Yeah, and I wonder what movie they were going to see because there's a couple of times movies are referenced in this film. I think it's kind of cool too. Yeah, but they they established a distinction. All right, you know, and I wonder from a writer's perspective, like you know, did he conceive of that and then build the movie around it, or you know, it's just kind of one of those fun scenes. Yeah. That, so the director did say um, in in the uh, behind the scenes video that. It had been written for a while, and it was just waiting for a trailer park right, for the that right he trailer could film park. it in. <laughs> yeah. and, and then they found one. I guess we're going to rented the trailer park that you see. They rented that, and eighty percent of the cast and crew lived there in those trailers, which are when you watch it having just wonderfully vicious orgies on a bulldozer with a bulldozer. Yeah. <laughs> The oh, hell! That, this is oh, this is, is a movie name? about LSD and and and, tra- <laughs> and you know we should get into but it maybe how, like how indie is that? You know, you, he writes this thing, he rents this little yeah. trailer park. Never that is, is like a lot of people stayed in character and they look around yeah. a little nervous, like you know that guy over there maybe fucked an Ewok or something. Yeah, that, if you watch the behind the scenes, there is a, out of context that may a, be odd, but there is an Ewok fucker among them. <laughs> yeah, somebody that. Well, there's the T-shirt. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> We have this unique distinction opening scene and, and a girl breaks up with a with her fella who's by all accounts servicing her, you know, acceptably. 
and she says, we have to break up. And that just struck me as really funny. And yeah. and I was in at that. You know how sometimes we, we talk about having to be in. And I will say, I read a lot about people saying the beginning of the film was slow. And I did not feel that at all. I'll just say that right off the yeah, top. I did, because I almost shut it off the first time I watched and, it. Yeah, you said yeah, that. Yeah. I, not at all for me. I mean, a little bit beyond the scene, but it was just really really dry and the actors were just i mean you know they weren't experienced okay, actors. i'll tell you when i was nervous because um, i like the opening i like the music uh-huh i like the credits the credits yeah. were kick-ass great credits and yeah. that you know we'll, we'll thank andy for our our love of credits yeah I think. yeah but <laughs> you have you have this fun little opening scene and then you cut to the next scene and it's you know him post breakup with two of his girlfriends let's say it looked super bad yeah though the and again i think those were just two people that were around there they're like they're not trained no, oh no, professional I know. Again, actors just everything girls, about but... it like the cinema to the uh, the sound changed yep. and and again knowing you it was very student filmy at that point if if it wasn't i would have been probably monumentally let down at, at that one transition of the scene because yeah. the quality looked like it changed so bad yeah if it wasn't your suggestion i may have fallen into a pit of despair but I didn't because it was you, to be honest, because I know you don't suffer movie bullshit like I tolerate. <laughs> so Well, I'm I, proud of myself for hanging in there. <laughs> and and it just it took me to get past that scene. And in that scene, you know, he talks about how he's been broken up with and they say he's too sensitive and he just says, I can't be mean by nature. Yeah. And I just start okay, dialogue seems a little corny. I see in the foreground that pizza. Now I can't tell you how much I wanted to eat that pizza, but in retrospect, <laughs> how gross it probably was. So, well, that's every college every, dorm. Every, but I didn't get college at all out of it, and that's maybe, uh, yeah. And, and it, so that was, your it take. was it wasn't mine at all. Well, it I don't just know if it's, like Tommy Wiseau. That. You know, they borrowed a set from Tommy Wiseau from the room, and but it was you. So I <laughs> and it just kind of it didn't really go back to that level of what looked like low budget again little pieces of it but yeah. you know and mo- maybe it's because you know most of the outdoor locations were all real and yeah it cuts to him in the car and then yeah. and then it's a flashback with the other two girls yeah. but so what'd you think about him for his breakup by spending four hundred dollars on a sheet of a hundred hits of acid well that's how you get over a breakup in in New Orleans. i i suppose that are you take it home to share with your friends he, he and, got fair market price i mean right now <laughs> That, that's ten dollars a hit because you know later he sells but at, a hit, at cost. Each fish he says is four hits. So when he's cutting those yeah, things, some up, of his math is a little off, but traditionally it's just one hundred hits, ten dollars a hit, four hundred dollars. That kind of added up. So I guess yeah, maybe was he hornswoggling them a little bit? And all their they just said were that. I don't. I don't know. I, I yeah, because typically it's you know ten by ten and it's a hundred <laughs> squares. Why do we know this so well? We. <laughs> <laughs> Is a blotter. You're you're educating me. So have it, you yeah, ever, is it is it I or blotter? That's later. Have you on. have you ever done LSD? I think people may at this no, point want to know where I we're coming from. Except that I told you that one incident I had where And you know you can't I, be I smoked a joint on the bus and <laughs> and then had all that stuff happen in school, which I think so it was laced with something. And oh. I and I haven't touched the stuff since. All that stuff, you know, when you woke up 
in the bathroom, the like, girls' bathroom. You, like you, a lot, of, yeah. There was there was definitely something mixed in there. Either that, or my body said said no to that. <laughs> All right, I, I have, I've, I've done, uh, I, I have had my fair share, and I can, I, I can empathize. Did you go on stage? Did you perform on stage while? No, I've not. No, okay. never, 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 never. Because I, no. I wouldn't be able to do it. There's no way. And what I think is is funny is is he is a pretty square, midwestern white. You know his shirts kind of plaid. Seventy show wonder bread as a gift, and and I think that's an interesting commentary because not everybody who takes acid looks like they taste take acid. So that's why I think the juxtaposition for the film when you have yeah. to have this contrast between him, you know, city boy, rich boy, rich kid, yeah, yeah. I, t- I told you, a rich boy, you got a phone, <laughs> you got a phone. <laughs> oh wait, I told you, yeah. And he he keeps saying he's not a drug dealer, and what's funny is, <laughs> and the, yet. <laughs> The the metaphor in this movie, I mean, it's it's all over the place. It's almost too literal, but you know, him dishing these things out and people kind of being drawn to him, yeah, it's kind of like his power. And I wonder if he'd have an identity crisis without it, because all we know of him through this film is people's love for him because of this acid. That's it. In in the lowest as, level as a person, income. he's kind of a zero. He's kind of douchey yeah. and a little whiny, and I mean, this too fixated with his mom. He kind of sucks, and so <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not tough enough, right? He's you know he's talking to himself yeah. in the car about that the whole way. He's relentlessly and nice then, too, though. He's and a kind then there's person. The scene back where he's flashing back in his mind with the two girls, yeah, and they want the acid, and he gives it to them. <laughs> And then they ask him, and they're both really hot girls. I mean, hot-looking college girls, right? And they've each got a hit of acid, and they're asking him to stay and do acid with them. Yeah. He, he, and he, he says, leaves a no, I have to get home to mom. Yeah. He leaves a 3 Or whatever way. he said. So so that that was like another example. Either he's oblivious or intentional, or he intentionally left a three-way opportunity. Um to be on time, you know, for, for his parents, but the, the girls earlier, <laughs> and what I think is kind of foreshadowing is they talk about what? hearing about a guy who took acid at Mardi Gras and he disappeared. Yeah. And they, and they show the whole story <laughs> and they say he painted half of his face. Now, is that yeah. not foreshadowing to the end of the film with what happens to Luke? Right. Yeah. Anyway, except they know where he went. Well, he goes away. He, he disappears. Yeah. Well, who knows cop, if he's cop. taken to prison? <laughs> Brave, the brave heart makes. So he is, as I understand it, Jesse. Now I'm a little confused because Jesse is moving back home. Is that what's happening? He's breaking no, it's up. Summer break. It's summer break. That's what. And he's going Sarah, home for summer break. Sarah with an H that breaks up with him right. says that. Yeah. Okay. It, well, it's summer break. And I love, you know, he he's in his car. So the mommy issues, the mommy fixations are fascinating in this movie. Well, mom's calling him, you know, yeah. a lot. But he has this so, conversation very with Paul control. later, and they have this similar, like this mommy issue scene. But he's talking to his mother, and the uh, again, I started to get a little disheartened. Okay, so we're there two times. Yeah. When he's talking to his mom, and he's going through in graphic detail every turn he's going to take. So I'm going to go left at, at Wakefield, <laughs> and then I'm going to, over the Lake Pontchartrain yeah. effect, blah, 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 which is an estuary connected that's a real thing yeah connecting it, it's to the almost Gulf of like Mexico. the filmmaker was like letting you know that this is a real place but way too much oh yeah <laughs> like they needed to pad this movie for minutes i know it you can tell and indies sometimes 
for budgetary reasons, what have you. Yeah. But him going ad nauseum, well, I'm going to back out of the driveway, mom, and then I'm going to go left on <laughs> Clark and then up on Lewis and then down on Vanessa. Well, I went down on Sarah, it didn't work. Yeah. If this was a live well, show, that might have worked once, really well. Yeah. It's kind of like drinking the milk on the nightstand. Yeah. I just re-listened to it. Is that yeah, bad that we re-listened to our own episodes? A lot of episodes right now? <laughs> well, it's because we're queuing them up. And then I'm right back in the movie when you you can clearly tell the mom's nagging and worried about him. And he says, Mom, they won't bury me in an earthen dam. You need to quit. <laughs> like this list of things. And you, you need to quit watching the documentaries. And I've been binging on true crime lately. And I yeah. just, that hit me so funny. Because that's what, the, you know, yep. that's where your mind goes when you're watching all those shows and you know, terrible shit yeah. that happens out there. You're like, no, stay on the main roads. I'm guessing the director maybe has you know, a, a mommy thing. Well, look at Russ Creek. Similar. What happened to her when she got off the main road? <laughs> now, <laughs> and if, if if you know there was more singing, you can just you know go back and take you know if he lost his car, he could repo it, and they can have a genetic opera. Oh, we should cut that. Are we? <laughs> yeah, that was way too clunky. No, I thought it was. Oh you, boy, you, you, you felt... know what? We should turn the lights off on the podcast right now. We are. You know, every episode has a theme to it. Today is selfless plugging of our own yeah, there you programs go. or other people's movies, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we get to what I, I think is interesting about the movie. Another interesting thing is we get to a gas station. And who knew the gas station would be such an important part of the movie? Because he, in, in the this movie really kind of takes you on a couple of turns. You know, he gets to the gas station. He's in the gas station. Oh my God, and the he, gas station. Gas station tough guy, this guy in a leather vest. Yeah. And a bandana. You know, you know his Harley's right outside. He's yep. got two cheesy tattoos right in the middle of the biceps. And he starts bullying Jesse in the gas station. Yeah. And we're we're six minutes in to the in the movie when he pulls into the gas station. So he's... It takes them only six minutes to get yeah. to on location, and then we're there yeah. for the rest of the film. But so you know how you've taught me to pick things out. So you know you're rubbing off on me. Uh-huh. Goldfish in a bag in a gas station. Yeah, what, so what's, goldfish what's, what's can only live in a bag. And with that oxygen, what twenty four hours maybe? You know, because that's what they but when they scoop them out of a, a tank, they put them in a bag. Bunches of, of them in each bag. What was there that about? Were, where where was the tank? Where where the what? No idea. What I that that's what a gas station? Huge note that I have. Sells Fish in a bag? Fish. Question mark. That was just hilarious. I'm like, what the and fuck? And the tough is guy this? wanted some. And in the way he, he bullies, wanted, he wanted the a way, bag of goldfish. Way he bullies Jesse is he grabs food off the shelf and he's like, buy me this. Yeah, buy me this. Yeah, he's being bullied. And Jesse, true to his character, again, I was a little harsh on him earlier. He's just a yeah. nice guy. He says, yeah, okay, I'll buy you this, and that's it. And they get to the counter. What you do? He tries to add the, the fish, and Jesse's <laughs> like, no, I'm not yeah, doing he, it. He finally stood up for himself. But to be fair, you know, he's God knows where, yeah. just trying to get gas. And this dude is way bigger than him. I mean, yeah. he would just pummel him. And he is being checked out uh, at the counter by a, again, stereotypical gas station, done up, lots of makeup, lots of pink. You can see blonde and pink, blonde and pink. And she's nice and rings him up and, and you know, can tell he's under some duress, but it doesn't matter. That's my cousin. They see that. That's my, that's my favorite. Yeah. He's not my cousin. That's a through I, I, line. I, yeah. He's not my cousin. This is my cousin. <laughs> 
Great writing. Yeah. She's she's great. That's my cousin, and she's a whore. That's the through line throughout this movie. It, yeah, yeah. Slut whores. Cousins yeah. and slut whores. <laughs> and then, you know, when you this trailer park is the most fucking rundown thing I've ever seen in you my know, life. I I honestly felt yes, but it wasn't dirty enough. It it felt kind of homey. It felt kind of homey. Oh no! I, I, maybe I've just been watching the wrong grimy trailer park movies. Well, but it people write us. Email us immediately. Yeah, I know. Hot take, hot take. <laughs> Is it, you know, it, how do you feel about those living conditions? And he gets, what I find fascinating is, and throughout the next little bit of the movie, he's accosted by different people at the, you know, at the gas station. Yeah. You know, a, a gang of three toughs. And, you know, he's having car trouble after, you know, his friends have yeah. been playing in his so, car for a little bit. So he gets bullied. He goes out and the car won't start pops up the hood and then all of a sudden like the whole all these people just show up what's wrong yeah. turn it over turn, yeah, turn, turn it over, over. <laughs> it's the, the two girls but we and, find uh, out that's sunday fun day and yeah. I, I have a question about that but yeah <laughs> they, they descend on him and i'm thinking out of nowhere this is the worst place ever everybody's <laughs> mean but but the second group and they just get decidedly nicer yeah it's still kind of menacing and the second group is helpful they're they're yeah, yeah, something's up, something's up, or or but it Push starts out real aggressive. The gas, yeah. so you'll flood it. Don't pump it. But the way they're delivering it is kind of menacing. So yeah. I get his reactions. I'm like, okay, well, I want to go now. Menacing in that the personal space, they're like right up there yeah. next to And her to frizzy you. hair. And like know. I would have been afraid it's like getting in my mouth. Uh Hope, the blonde. I didn't clock her name, but yeah, yes. yeah. The one with the, the jean short shorts. Yes. She she that hair. I have hope. Would would, would have been upsetting. For her character. And looking at, and again, it's cast really well because they look, you know, they, I, I got it. Trailer park. I got it. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were so That's focused on your notes that, you know. That's that... going to be for us. <laughs> and yeah, so that's, they're trying to help him and, uh, you know, to no avail. And they're like, well, we're out of here. You know, it's Sunday. So that's Sunday red, fun day. redneck Sunday fun day. So what, let's run down what they did that day. They planned this. So what are they going to, they're going to get up and they're going to watch some dogs fuck for a little bit. Probably right. Yeah. There's the, goats. There's cows. Then they'll um, throw rocks at each other. Maybe. Then, play, play in the sewage yep. pond. And then at 1230, we're going to harass slash kind of help a city boy at the local gas station. Well, they, you know. They, then get a blow pop. Opportunity. Then go yeah. home. And we even know, you know, um, reefer, doof or boof does meth, meth. So. Yeah, they see a city boy with his hood up, you know, they're going to yeah. they're gonna descend upon him. But that's part of their plan. Yeah. Sunday fun day. We got to go because they're clearly on a schedule. And what I, you know, we should we get into Missouri or Missouri? Yeah, I love it. What's happening this, with that? That made the movie for me. When, our two boys descend. Now, granted, they have more disciple yeah. names, right? Paul. Oh, everybody from here on out. Yeah. So Paul and Luke show up to help with the car. A little more affable. Oh, they. Still a little menace, I felt, but more affable. Yeah, yeah, just very. You know, you can tell they know about cars, and yeah. he's reaching in there, and and he does. Out, they pull out the. <laughs> or, well, no, it was the girls that pull out the snake, the uh, the fake snake from so, like yeah, the there, carnival a, right out of the air filter. In his air filter is a giant uh, stuffed animal snake. <laughs> and All we, Mardi Gras themed. We get to um, aesthetically, you know, right now we've kind of seen the gamut. We've seen the frizzy hair. We've seen the big blonde hair we've seen the mullet so uh-huh. now we have kind of a a gas station worker and a 70s roller skater ultimate fighter 
he calls himself a retired. And if that's not 70, a thing, seventies roller skater, seventies porn star is what he called himself in the doc. All right, so we'll be a so he's 70s, got the mustache, the curly hair. We'll be a seventies ultimate fighter, porn star doctor. That'll be the T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Trying too hard. That'll now. get attention. It probably would. I don't know what it would look like, but they're gradually getting nicer and they, they lean on this for a little while. You know, you have one, two kind of very different rednecky, you know, personalities, Yeah. but none of it seems too stereotypical. None of it seems, you know, like it's meant to be offensive. It's just like, this is, you know, a cross section. Well, it's, you know, what, what is stereotypical to this is the way it is. Yeah. You know, that's because yeah. <laughs> a lot of these things, it's either played for a joke, like everything they say is yeah. a joke. And it's it's not necessarily. I mean, a lot of what they do is funny after yeah. they start taking drugs, but they're trying to help him and trying to discern whether he's a rich boy or not. And he's just trying to say he's not. He's just trying to get home. Yeah, this is a nice car. Yeah. Well, while it ran or something like that. <laughs> But I immediately I got good vibes from them. Oh like, yeah, and it, it's Paul, a testament to the Paul acting. Paul is just, oh, he yeah. is so good, and that I think he's a comedian. Fantastic. I thought I heard um, something I, that they oh, said he was a comedian as well. So yeah. we do have a, a familial confirmation because Paul confirms that the gal inside is in fact they are cousins. Oh, yeah, he had he has to use a phone because he dropped his in the in his cup of water. Yeah, and uh, so. Go in there. My cousin's real nice. She'll let you use the phone. And the other guy probably says yeah. she's a whore or something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just poor. Why is everybody so mean to her? There's no reason. I, any of the girls, I call them all. I think they treat them all. With, and you know, she the lets, same... him, lets him use the phone and, and you know, the, the phone there is out of minutes and she gives him her <laughs> cell phone. The last minute on her cell phone. Yeah. Which that's a beauty. I mean, to right. somebody in an area like that, that's just sweeter than you. Well, right? he calls his mom. Right after, to let him know he's going to be late. Yeah. And and Sarah delivers a line that made me laugh out loud, I think, the first time was when yeah. she's, he's like, he's like, no, they're all real nice. And she says, and she says, if you don't get off my phone, I won't be, or if you use up all my minutes, I won't be. Yeah. <laughs> just, I didn't deliver it as well, but it, it he only had a minute left. And I think she, he, he does use more than a minute. And he says, I love you to his mom. And she is taken by that. I thought that was pretty sweet. Oh, then she's, then she's, the romance begins. Yeah. And, you know, Jesse, he says to, to, yeah, he says to Paul, my mom's a bitch. Because they have this conversation about moms. And I'm thinking, oh, that's kind of interesting. So that's that's where the mommy issue came. Okay. But, um, and maybe I'm making that up. I don't know. Maybe I'm just having my own, I'm projecting my own things in there. <laughs> I don't think my mom's a bitch. But, yeah, I, I felt that that was there somewhere. And, and I thought it was in the rich conversation. But they established that. What is with that chair in the gas station, by the way? I don't know. It's just a wooden chair just sitting right in the middle of the aisle. Oh. And I wonder, just staging like that's if, where the guy sits that scoops the goldfish from the pond in the back with all the green stuff on top of it, puts them in a bag every morning and yeah. just sets them on the shelf because people either yeah. swallow goldfish whole or feed them to some type of piranha. <laughs> Yes, that is true. I grew up with a kid who had piranha as a real pet, and that was yeah. the coolest thing to see. I, I cannot. So, if we ever get to talk to any of these folks that are that were in this movie, yeah. you know, and do a follow up podcast, I would that that's my number one question. Yep. Where did that come from? Is that a real thing down in? Why are the goldfish just sitting on the shelf? Well, in the bag? outside of the the gas station, it says four things on the window. I wrote those down too. <laughs> 
Whoa. It's meant to be, buddy. Look at this. And I wrote them down exactly how it was on the sign. Yeah, me too. Shells, grass. Shells, tackle, and shrimp. Shells, grass, tackle, and shrimp. Yeah, that's okay. that's what you get when you go to this gas station. And it's the real gas and so station, they're, they're and figuring, that's the real writing. You know, his car's not going anywhere, and these two gentlemen say that they're going to take him back to where they live and help him out. And, and then we have a little trailer park montage. Trailer park montage. And again, it shows the, you know, the not so niceness of it. You've got you know, air conditioning units piled up on top of each other and fires and, you know, but there was something almost a little homey about it. Sewage, I can't a it. sewage dumping, a, a pond covered in green slime. Yeah. Um, a field uh, with... I don't know, was it goats or cows or something? Yeah, there were goats. Yeah. And and it again, all that kind of stereotypical kids with no shoes on running around and and it looks yeah. like, you know Well, there's nothing to do, but you figure in it where they're at, it's extremely hot. Yeah. So those window air conditioning units are gonna be used up constantly. And then when they're no good anymore, you know, you just throw them in a pile. Make somewhere. them a fire pit. You you yeah. you gut them out and then they yeah, everything's a fire, a fire pit. pit. Yep. At the trailer park. Yeah. But there is this kind of communal aspect you find that maybe is what's so charming about it. But they get to to Luke's house, and I, I love how he's, he's so he, – the, the comment's like he, he's proud of his kingdom. Yeah. And he doesn't have much, but he's proud of what he has. Yeah. And in that whole – but then this is where you're starting to look at the dynamic between Paul and Luke. Because typically, you know, it's it, there's going to be one extreme personality and the other, and it does kind of – suss out that way you know paul is kind of the more even one and luke ends up a little the more like the wild card i thought it would be the other way around oh yeah yeah but paul wants to introduce jesse to his wife which yeah. is sweet got a yeah. few minutes got a few minutes to introduce yep. you to the wife yeah and and paul delivers this line they you know back at the gas station they come up with where he's from and he says he says missouri and uh you know, like the way I've always said it, and it's not actually said that way. And now they're he's like misery, and oh, misery. Like, oh, Missouri. Keeps coming up. Yeah. yeah, and then and then he kind of became that became his name. This is Missouri. Yeah, and and this is really cool because last night on YouTube again popped up an interview of a Civil War veteran from 1929 who was actually in the Civil War, and he was fighting for the South. It was really short, so I watched it. And in that interview, he was in two battles in Missouri, and that's exactly how he said it. And this was 1929, and it was a Civil War veteran. So is it's this, been called Missouri for a very long time. Is this because people are just too tired to say Missouri? No, it's just us Yankee I think boys. they just ran out of that us, man. Us Yankee boys tired. mispronounced it. That Civil War man is tired. And he just went Missouri. So you're from Chicago. I'm from Detroit. Missouri. I've always heard it called Missouri. How have you? How have Missouri. You, so yeah. it's just us Yankee boys yeah. mispronouncing. Never thought about it. you know. And it always just seemed almost like a colloquialism in a in a movie. Missouri. Yeah. You know to say it that way, but well, yeah. how do they say it in uh, Winter's Bone? Shit. I because that's where they're at. I they're, think they're in the south. I don't know if they actually said Missouri. Do they even actually? They, Probably don't name the state, do they? Yeah. All right, people, go to episode. Yeah. <laughs> whatever that one was. And let's find out. Yeah, that's a, a few ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sticking with the theme. Oh, we started my gosh. It. Well, if I'm anybody uh, turns into a zombie in this movie, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> well, that's our new catchphrase. Know? 
The answer <laughs> to all your problems in life, any question you have, yep. Zombievers. Zombievers. Paul brings Jesse back to his abode, and here's where it got Looney Tunes for me. Oh, this is, and, and she's a gem. The sister. Oh, no, I thought, no, no okay, I, I'm we're starting not, we're with yep. the sister. So okay. his sister, <laughs> I'm just going to run it down. Three kids, pregnant, smoking, drinking. And living in her brother's tiny little trailer. She's got these kids, and what is with the snacks in a box? Yes. Is that a trailer park See, thing? You've is trained that me a, well. What? That was And it's disgusting. like a low tray box, like a little wood cardboard no, box no, no. that you would put cans in. Yeah, it was like they like got a, a low... big shipment of Frito-Lay chips yeah. in a cardboard box, and they just threw random assortment yeah. Pretzels. Uh, Cheetos. There's lint in there. Disgusting. Dirt. Oh, and and it stays there throughout because later on, Sarah's eating out of it when she's playing uh, Ultimate Fighter Man. Yeah, Ultimate Fighter Man. Yeah, is the that a real game? That? No, I don't know. I didn't it look that like up it. either. And Mary, it, well, what I loved is the sister, her stone faced, Paul's looking for his wife, and she's like, "You gonna fight? Who's that guy?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you all gonna fight, kids? Let's go in the back room. The cadence of this. You're going to fight? Who's that guy? It's like her brain wasn't fast enough to catch that there's another person that she doesn't know. Yeah. It, the first thing was, wife, they're going to fight. You're going to fight? Who's that guy? Yeah. <laughs> and she she delivered it really, really well. And and when she's walking to the back room with the kids because she thinks they're going to fight, he, he turns to, he being Paul, turns to uh, Jesse and he says... He says, yeah, we don't even, that's that's her fourth one, and we don't even know who the mother is. <laughs> and she's carrying, you know, who the she's mother? pregnant, and he says mother. Yeah. yeah. Was, I thought it was funny. I did not catch that at oh. all. Well, Mary uh, comes in, and this actress is sensational. Yeah. She Motorcycle mama. Yeah. Yeah, comes that's a good with way the helmet. of putting it. Yeah. The hair, spiky hair, yep. and just fiery personality, but not unlikable, which... Maybe I was just really? really open to watching this movie, and I it's what I needed. I mean, she was the bitch of all bitches. But, I mean, look at what she probably has to put up with. Look where she lives. So she, got the, she's got she just seems like her shit's together. <laughs> yeah. four kids. Yeah. And that place, if it's got two bedrooms bigger than seven by yeah. seven, you know, and it's always hot and humid. See, what is the most progressive podcast out of Traverse City? This one. See, this is empathizing with... The true put upon character in the film, yeah. this woman who has to deal with all of this nonsense around <laughs> her at all times and has the looks and the personality to get the fuck out of Dodge and make it in Hollywood. I'm saying, you go, yeah. Mary, you get out of there. Mary, you get the hell she out of there. She went straight from you there to Olympus' Falls. Go from the bus to station your, to your boy. No, I'm talking to the the character. I know she's fake. I, I went meta. Mary, I went meta on you a little bit there. So. Mary, or or you can you know go to school, learn about government affairs, become an aide to the president. Um, if the White House is hijacked by anybody, I'm so sorry. Uh, stay in the panic room. So we have Mary. Where was she, she January 6th? January 6th? <laughs> the day, the day, it, we, never mind. <laughs> Did Viking just, horns, White House being stormed, you know, the real thing oh, that happened. Oh, gosh. I, you know what? I, 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 
I have 9-11. That's my one date oh, tragedy. Yeah, yeah. January, January 6th, 6th is the day really, that that no, happened. I'm like, it's not if, hanging out. If we had Mary there on her motorcycle, she could have squashed she that. She would have squashed that. She absolutely would have. And look great doing it. She, you know, a line I loved is is she's mean to Jesse immediately. And she's like, um, and she apologizes immediately. She's like, I'm projecting my anger at him on you. And he's like, you're what? And And that's, <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe she was unlikable for a minute, but then she did that. And I was like- I, you really did understand what she was yeah. under that sister nightmare, those kids, godforsaken heathens. Yeah. And it just has to go Going nowhere, for, yeah. just day after day. And so what what it what Jesse's kind of looking to do is, you know, try to get his car fixed possibly, but it turns out that that's not gonna be the case. He just needs to get onto a onto a bus. Yeah. And he's gonna give these gentlemen LSD in order to compensate them for their time. Yeah, Paul's like, got any weed? He's like, nope. I need a ride to the bus station. He says, but I got this. Yep. So they end up, this is where we get crazy. And where it turned though, but there's a little piece where Mary takes Paul outside or, or no, she's talking to Luke who's outside, who's already outside. And and this guy with his curly hair and the mustache and the short shorts, yeah. sensational. I love this guy. <laughs> and she says something about robbing him. So these two must have some kind of racket. And that's what I thought it may take a yeah. little sinister turn and they're like kids. They're like, honest, you, we like him. We you, like him. You are better. Gonna... Yeah, she's 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 Mother Mary. And I was like, that's oh boy, you know, and, and even if they're yeah. putting her on, this is a darker movie than I thought it was gonna be. Because yeah. I heard about the comparisons to Easy Rider. And infamously, Easy Rider is a dark the the ending is bleak as shit. So I'm thinking, <laughs> okay. Well, oh, that's that's where Paul delivers that line. He says that when he said he has acid, he's like you mean like the Dennis Hopper movie yeah. where they go to the cemetery? <laughs> and then they then he gets it wrong and he gets it confused later on. He's yeah. like the Dennis Hopper movie where he knocks on the door or he's scary at somebody's door and Tom Cruise is a Marine. <laughs> like, does he mean a few good men? I, I don't know. Yeah. It's all part of their acid trip. So they they they, they want to get this acid in them immediately, these two, these two guys. And, yeah. and they're talking about, well, activation is 30 minutes. Bus the uh, bus station is ten minutes away, whatever they're trying to do it, and, and the and way Paul they have their holds hands, up his out, hands yeah. oh my god, waiting for the sacrament. So how do we describe this? Well, it's like your, it's like this: your, cupping hand. your two hands together, you know, for your little. Well, you're the, I don't know religious stuff. Piece you can, of well, no, you're just cupping your two hands together like like you're catching water like out this? of a faucet. I thought he was doing like it's a religious thing, like he's like receiving the the body. Oh, like communion. Yeah. Like, cause he's you know, putting things even, on people. Oh, oh, trailer park Jesus. God, no, but I didn't even think of that. How did I think of that? I don't know. What just happened? We should switch sides of the table we right need to now. Turn, we need to probably stop the podcast. We need to see if the world is continuing outside of this room. Is it, Well, you said right, right at the beginning, is this how it ends? Yeah. Is this the end? It's going to be it. Well, um, hey, everybody, uh, for posterity, it's- Hey, don't look run, up. But <laughs> no, Netflix, not, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Netflix is not a sponsor. <laughs> but we wouldn't shy away from it. And so, yeah, they're holding out their yeah, hands. We'll take all the money you can give us, Netflix. Yeah, and that's why the you know the, the Gatorade wine coolers. Oh, I, oh, oh all, this, about all wine this stuff's coming, forever. yeah. And- so they they want this 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 acid. They take the acid. Jesse takes half, and I think it's interesting that he decides to take, take half. half. They get all excited. Yeah, they, it took him a long time to talk him into it. Now I wrote down a quote, and I don't remember who said it, but it stuck out to me. Got to perm Mama's hair tonight. 
<laughs> Who said that? Was I don't it the know. sister? Like, you go have fun. I got to perm Mama's hair tonight. Oh shit! It was just a funny line with like yeah, it was one of those other girls. Somebody just shouted it, and I'm like, yeah, all right. An ice cream truck is established because, of course, there's a resident ice cream truck in the trailer park, which is helpful. Yeah, drive, especially when, drives by it every day, and and wouldn't it? You know. And, and now oh, the cast and crew said so. We're just throwing in a few tidbits from the from the dock on it that that really did come by, and and no matter what they were doing, even if they were in the middle of a shot, everybody just stopped and ran to the ice cream truck and got an ice cream. Yeah, it just became a ritual for the for the filming. So you can tell they just had a blast making this movie. Maybe that's what I'm feeling about the warmness of the yeah, environment. Yeah, the, the the cast and crew just you know stay in there partying every night yeah. making this movie they just yeah. they just had a great time and it, that's what independent film is all about isn't it by menon <laughs> just felt like that should go there not a sponsor and they <laughs> they take the acid now at this point not having any point of reference what did you think like did you have expectations of what they would be feeling did you care did it matter I, you didn't I, have a perspective I, I on I didn't. I was just LSD. waiting to see. All right. But what got me is when Paul said, he's going to take half. You know, they got so excited that yeah. they finally convinced him to do acid with him. <laughs> I think it's harder for the filmmakers to make it legit to people who've actually done acid. You know, because it can, it can, all that stuff can be blown out of proportion. It can be, it's not that way. Well, you can help me then with. A, I think it was pretty right on. I think a lot of it was like really right on. Waving the stick and all the yeah. I mean, yeah. You hallucinate. You. I mean, the Jesus coming out. I, of I will pain. say one time. I j- I just needed to run, and I not like in a Forrest Gump way. But there was a field, and I needed to run, and I ran and ran. And until there's I, and there's one in there where one guy's running around. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was I was faking a flashback. Great for radio. <laughs> they they take the acid, so I'm thinking, uh oh, here we go. And it it, do, it it depends. I mean, it can be like anything based on your physiology when it does kick in, but it, it doesn't take long sometimes. Okay. And so the numbers they were given out were realistic. I think, yeah, pretty accurate. Yeah. Okay. So, so they, the, they did their research. Ten minute drive to the yeah. bus station. They go to the bus station, and the bus station is <laughs> closed. There. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite line, holy shit, was. <laughs> Luke says, or no, Paul says, maybe they're hiding. <laughs> it's like, why are, they hide, why are they hiding? Maybe they shut all the lights off to save on energy. He said, a surprise of some sort. <laughs> yeah, they're just making shit up. It, no, yeah. I, no, I think he really thinks maybe there's a surprise party happening right now, and that's why that the lights no, are off. I mean, off. the actor's probably improv yeah. a lot of that. Yeah, I, I bet there was. It, it, it just, it was, it was just... Super funny, and and this is where identifying with having the experience kicking in. So that's acids kicking in. Yeah. Yes. I, why you have to exclaim it? I don't know. But anytime I've done it, I'm like it's kicking in, even when I've been alone. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And and so yeah, hallucinations can happen. And they're in the car, and I love where Luke doesn't know thinks the windshield's disappeared, yeah. <laughs> and then they decide to all switch seats. The switching seat scene well, was hilarious. Well, he says it's really. And they—that's another through line. This, this is this back yeah. seat's really comfortable. This yep. couch is really comfortable. They just when there's, they just feel oh, really oh, comfortable. They, yes, that is totally a thing. Absolutely, everything's okay. more comfortable. So the writer director, 
Look at Todd. You're going on a journey. Here. Is well versed. I'll, I'll confirm. All. Do you have questions, Todd? <laughs> yeah, about taking, no, I'm, taking I'm learning drugs? as we okay. come. I'm fascinated. Here we are learning, <laughs> learning together. Learning about the fish acid trip. And they go back to the trailer park, and then it got sinister again because everybody again drawn to this acid. Do you notice this? Everybody's just drawn to it. Oh. So the three show up, and they're like, "This your new boy?" And I'm like, "Uh oh." Yeah. They're still. I don't know how if they're going to be tripping it's balls. It's pack mentality, you know, like that something new shows yeah, exactly. up and everybody. Yeah. This your new boy. Like when you drop the fish fish hook in the water, and all of yeah. a sudden all the fish come around to take a look at yeah, it. I'm worried they are going to kidnap and just just <laughs> destroy this shit little out boy. Of him. Yes, I, I thought. Uh oh. He he is definitely a prison. Bait. You know, this this trailer park has a gimp, and they probably have a like a radio system going like get. Get the gimp, and yeah. the guy shows up Blow down the, the street. Box. We got another gimp. Wild Bill is probably what they call him. And <sighs> scary. So fucker. the guys are starting <laughs> to really trip. And Jesse goes, you know, he's kind of behind them because he's only taken half and he's not going to be matched. But he goes in to find Sarah in the trailer playing a video yeah. game, Ultimate Fighter Man. And, and how about how Paul gets out of the car, which actually broke the windshield of oh, that yeah, girl's right. car? He climbs out through the moon yeah. sunroof, moon Jezebeth. roof. And rolls, does a roll over the windshield and off the car onto the ground. Yep. And that cracked her windshield. And then when he punt, yeah. when uh, Luke. And we should say this is an actress in the movie who also produced it or worked on it. And oh, no, it, it was, was her car. Uh, it was the girl, the pregnant girl. Yeah, it was, it was sister. his sister. Yeah. yeah, that was her car. Jezebeth. And she called out, you know. The uh, the people who replaced the windshield and they let they just let her go to town on it, but so it cracked twice when he punched it and when he rolled over it. Yeah, yeah. Sarah's gaming. She's playing Ultimate Fighter Man. Ultimate Fighter Man seems to be a game where Jesus in a cloud fights a business person. Right out of nineteen eighty six, and she is doing the worst thing ever. She's eating out of that disgusting snack box. Yeah, it's on the couch this time. The kids were eating uh, out, out of, off the floor. <laughs> disgusting <laughs> she's got it sitting right next to her and she was a surprise we didn't know she was going to be there he goes they go in he goes uh, everybody's drawn to the acid jesse goes they don't know he's got and it. she's drawn by love which is you know even more powerful <laughs> if you believe huey lewis the power of love yeah yeah i'd love for him to be 1986 a very good the sports album See, you just Tied that up in a nice little bow there with Ultimate Fighter. I told Man. you I'm hustling. I'm working hard. You- <laughs> Mary comes home, and again, now did you have further empathy? Because now she's coming home to you all. A bunch fun- of- what did you boys get into? Yeah, That's she, she, she knows said. that they're. She calls up. them boys. I mean, she's Mother Mary. It's yeah. hilarious. And she, another really, I think, adorable line is. Paul's being nice to her. And and again, in general, I think he's this a nice guy. Yeah. And she said, oh, yeah. you must be fucked up because it's the nicest thing you've said to me in three years. Yeah. And punches him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but still kind of, kind of clever, kind of neat, you know, and, and at this point in the movie, you start to see the trippy effects. And that's where I got worried that, uh-oh, overuse of, you know, because one of the most effective uses of trippy effects in any film ever. Yeah is in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, where Johnny Depp as Hunter S. Thompson pulls up to a Las Vegas casino. He's in the he's in the in the convertible. And I think they've just have they just done the ether? I don't know if they just I mean he is really fucked up. Yeah. And he the guy the valet comes and freaks him out and he shrieks down and the guy's like, take the ticket. Take the ticket. <laughs> and his you know, his mouth and then he checks in 
and the lady kind of starts to turn into a lizard. That is a very accurate and super scary, God. and it's accurate. How do you know, that like freak when, the hell out? And that's when you t- I'll talk about a bad trip or anything. That shit can't happen. Wow. And but that one's great. And so I started to get word in this film that you're gonna it was gonna be dumb or overused. No, they, there's and, no budget. I mean, all the effects can be done probably right on your. No, I think it was okay. Apple computer, I think it was absolutely fine. Right, an iMovie, right, or something like that. I mean, it was all basic, like the couch moving and the but little goldfish see, floating around. You could and, see him using it as a crutch, like, oh, we're gonna make the you know spacey effects. Right, and take you were away worried it was movie, gonna go too far, and that's all it was gonna be. Yeah. Because yes, you do throughout the rest of the film, you do have different montages essentially of them fucked up and it just culminates to a head yeah but it doesn't get annoying i was worried that that would get it up here's another you know few scenes of them doing wacky shit and because of the brevity you know of the runtime it didn't wear on and it became more charming and i actually would have preferred maybe a couple more minutes in this movie which is a weird thing to say (laughs) but yeah it's only hour 20 so and i i really love the scene where he gives Sarah acid because she wants him now. And I think he's kind of sweet on her. And as he gives it to her, it transitions to them on the beach. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy in the unicorn hat being the preacher is uh, the writer director. That's Sean. Yep. Yes, it is. So um, we should start clocking how many of these who are not officially in their film, these writer directors make cameos because I bet it's a pretty large amount. I'll bet it is. You know, yeah. Because Most Beautiful Island doesn't count because she was officially, you know, she's, the lead. She's the star. But yeah. we should maybe start counting. Or maybe maybe somebody will have already. That would be nice. But they're they're um they're on the beach and I I, I like that fun little goofiness of it, you know, because it's an L S D movie. <laughs> They're singing Mary had a little lamb to to Mary when she's questioning yeah. when she's questioning them. Is that where we're going with the Oh no, you were on the beach, sorry. But yeah, I, I, just, I, I jumped I jumped back to the to the park. But they they you know, they're establishing some kind of sense of fantasy. You know they're gonna be tripping. Yeah. So as a filmmaker, you wanna figure out how much of that you wanna see. Do you want this movie to turn into Brazil? Or like the Congress, where halfway through it's animated and it stays that way for the rest of the movie. And this kind of runs a nice middle ground. So it doesn't get over the top and it's not obnoxious. Yeah. And nice take I love there. when they're guessing what the guys are on and Dube says meth or somebody says meth. And he's like, not nah, can't be me. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> I can't remember his name, but that's the Yeah, the 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 big guy. Yeah, the heavy set guy. Yeah, his name's Dube. Dube, like yeah. Doobie? Okay. Yeah. And he's like, can't be, I'm on it. Yeah. And that's when they call- And I'm all jacked up. Sarah slut whore again. And, and like, <laughs> it, he's probably in and with that just, slut whore serum. She's like, like she a do? little sweetheart through the whole movie. She didn't do anything, but she does- Jezebel's a different story. She, they got her all slutted up with Sarah the Sarah does wear knee-high socks with sandals. Like- Flip-flops. Flip-flops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Handles, which yep. again, um, we 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 can't go into it here, but like a tube top, you, you can look at all the the wardrobe choices, and I think for a low budget movie, attention to detail is important, and wardrobes entirely important. Well, they had two gals doing wardrobe and makeup for yeah. them. They uh, they hit it out of the we're park. living in the trailer park. So again, the entire trailer park now is drawn to him, and he he begins to sell. And I thought people were going to start going to try to rob him. But right away, the first few people who come up to Jesse, they're we'll pay, we'll pay. So they're trying to bargain with him because he's saying, "I'm the, not a drug dealer." Yeah, these are for I'm my, not a dealer. They're for my friends in St. Louis. They're yeah. for my friends in St. Louis. Yeah. So 
what, 10 bucks a hit, I think is what he comes up with. But, you know, that's the thing. And then they negotiate. And they, but they talk about this movie being about him making money to get back home, and he's not. It's not ever, they, they don't say that he needs the money for the bus ticket ever. No. No, that never so comes that's up. That's why not an issue. You know, the 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 description can be a little bit misleading because it seems like a road trip movie. Yeah. Like he's stuck oh, yeah. and he's selling drugs along the way to get home. He doesn't leave until the end of the film. Yeah, he he spent 400 bucks on it and he just doesn't want to give everything away. Yeah. Is all it is, but he's not a dealer. So he is just this this is a business transaction to have a nice experience and Hopefully right. not get raped uh, in this trailer park <laughs> is is maybe where, where he's at. Yeah, he he really was and get sweet on a girl, you know. And so he starts to sell his acid at cost. So you know, nice just nominal business practices. He hides his acid in a stuffed animal, which is an interesting uh, twist. Um, but now you could say the movie doesn't really do much else, which may sound scary, but this is it. Well, they, you know, there's more, but they go on various trips and there's yeah. a lot of comedy. I mean, yeah, and, it, and it, that's is, really, it is pretty funny. It, it does. And it doesn't get stale. Um, at this point, I'm seeing the trailer park Jesus, you know, the uh, the imagery and everything, you know, it started with with hands out and he's, you know, giving people sacraments on their tongues. Yeah. And in Paul I, has a moment where he kind of gets a little deeper. And, and I thought the moment where he reveals that he had land he had lands and they had a farm that it, it it's revealed that he and 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 mary lost it was her family's farm and they lost it to the bank she, she says you mean my mom and dad's place yeah <laughs> we live there yeah so a little note i have in here that i just come up so sarah you know who you were just describing with the socks and all the, the, the our cute blonde reminded me of uh, a young amy smart really yeah he just there were a few I, I shots in that. there, and I, I just like that. you know, especially the way she looked in uh, keeping with her theme, Scotland, PA. Yeah, the Amy Smart in Scotland, PA resembles right. the Sarah in this movie to me. I thought they right. I thought they looked a lot alike. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that old guy in the uh, did we hit every movie in the trailer yeah, park? Done? He had the skin of the wolf, man. <laughs> that guy was like, oh yeah, the the uh, what was his name? The wild. I I got it. He, he was wearing uh <laughs> There was some sheep out back, and <laughs> we have to acknowledge it. This can't be a subtle thing. That skin of the wolf episode ninety, whatever it was, but we we have <laughs> as the trip you know intensifies for people more religious imagery in in the wine coolers. We have to talk about wine coolers. Yeah, and I really thought you know he might be dead when he did those wine coolers. No, did I get the title wrong? I thought stop, he never stop. really died. No, he no, he never died. Okay, good. You could. You, <laughs> he episode never died. Two. <laughs> episode two, right? The the Luke is just just pounding these wine coolers, and at one point he goes, he's like, "I'm going to get another wine cooler." Now this wine cooler, you could uh, you could say is a glass, you know, appropriate glass bottle with red Gatorade in it, right? Is like the red of Gatorade. Yeah. Again, Christ's blood, I'm sure. And he goes into the. <laughs> And you know what I like? I like a good. That was very subtle, right? <laughs> you didn't. You didn't break that tone. Other, Christ's blood, I'm sure. <laughs> wow. And I like a good uh, refrigerator POV shot. You know. Yeah. That must be fun, especially with. And and I'm out of wine coolers. He's saying to himself, and they're right in front of him. Yeah. On the left there, and he just can't see him. He goes into the <laughs> house, opens the the refrigerator door, and there's various 
nearly empty bottles. One is a little bit fuller. Yeah. yeah. And the look on his face, it's like, you know, your dad gave you your favorite toy on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, you got Let the- you play with it for five minutes, then slammed it on the ground and stomped it with his feet. That's what he looked like. And he says something like, I guess no more wine coolers for me. And he has a bright idea. Now, these wine cooler bottles are all over the place and varying. Now, th- this, the this kitchen is counter, me gag and it's like, yeah, this right is now. Like with the pizza. So those have been there for days. So he starts, he gets the bright idea. You see it in his face. He's like, yeah. ha-ha. And he grabs one and he pours a little bit in a little bottle. And then he takes another bottle and pours that into yep. the bottle. And and it's just the tiniest it's amount. So gross. Mostly yeah. just yeah. spit, I'm sure. Yeah, but yeah. it's all backwash. And then he's like, hey, I'll re-. and then he gets fills the rest up <laughs> with, with water, water under the oh, sink. God. So it's basically a bottle of water. And then he has then he has the trip where he meets Jesus. Yeah. And he's and, baptized and Jesus, in a wine cooler. <laughs> and Jesus turns the wine to water, which was his first miracle in the Bible. Yeah, water to wine cooler. Yeah. That was the first one? That was his first it's miracle. a pretty good one out the gate, yeah. wouldn't you say? And it was, oh my gosh, it was mother, It was at Mother Mary's request. Now, are you sure his first one wasn't to make himself handsomer or something? Like, we don't know. No, he's already handsome. Like, if he, but what if he wasn't? What if you were, and you just didn't like his, have the looks? Like, his teeth were all jacked up. And you up. knew you had the power to do something, and you're like, first order of business, fix yeah. this fucking face. Well, that would be ego-related and not a part of his persona. But he was, he was just a guy, you know? but he had a good it was a blotter acid on him yeah that that first miracle was that request of his mother that was great mary yeah the and so they kind of squeezed all that in there yeah the the scene where they all sing amazing grace i thought was tremendous and amazing so again it 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 feels like it maybe was organic on on the set you know but maybe not it did maybe they did a couple takes but how they they waited for, you know, before the girls came in. Yeah. You know, and then it all came in together. I it mean, was it was cool. You, you felt it. Yeah, yeah. It was really, really cool. And the, again, they're, they're hallucinating. They're doing all this crazy stuff. And in, then you have a moment of, of calm when you have Mary standing on the porch with the sister, the sister is smoking and drinking a beer. That's what she's doing the whole time. And Mary, I think is, is kind of, relinquishing control she's like well all these idiots are on lsd and i just gotta ride There's this nothing out. i can do <laughs> and the sister's like i sh- i shouldn't do lsd right and she's she's I'm looking pregnant. for permission for yeah. mary to to, to she's take acid herself, she's, she's actively pregnant. talking herself out of it and i i love in the montage of um you know him giving money you know the, the music in this movie was phenomenal by the way too yeah and, and i th- i think people will because there there is a period where there's no music, I noticed. And then all the music starts again when he gets to the trailer park. But for a long time, there's no score, clearly. Yeah. And there's no music. And that's why I think the music later is, is so important. But everybody's giving him money and like- You know, and that's be, what really gave it the student film feel in the beginning that I was talking oh, yeah. about was because it yeah. was just- I mean, just, there was some sound issues and there was, things, yeah. but no score, no but music. But no, no ambient, no yeah. nothing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes Nothing sense. Nothing even diegetic to the scene, which is odd. But so <laughs> people are handing him money and there's going to be like a rubber band in there and screws and yeah, like just a like, spring. <laughs> basically like what that counter looked like with the wine coolers on it. Oh, it's hilarious. Just, and the, the chips and the, now, the, the box of goodies. Now we have things escalating. And, and finally, 
gas station tough guy. He decides he's going to get some. Now, did you notice when, you know, he does the same time exchange, which I love. Yeah. Yeah. And where did like, he get like, the money from? Did you notice this? Well, not only that, because, yeah, he wanted no, everybody he, to buy him stuff. Well, oh, where'd he pull no, it out of? Where'd he pull the money out of? Shit, I don't know. Next time you watch it, he's like, all right. Oh, my gosh. I, and, and so I don't know if that was intentional. Like, yeah. he got it, like, from under his ball bag yeah, or something. Ryan, Ryan gave me a visual, but I'm going to let you I, folks I didn't go watch it for down, yourself. Well, <laughs> a demonstration, if you will. And things are escalating. Now, gas gas station tough guy's taking it. and Now everybody's whacked out. Luke, his, his journey is my most fascinating journey in this because he's talking about training for fighting. And a lot of scenes, he's shadow boxing in the background. Oh, but yeah. But now yeah. he's taken his ultimate fighting persona to the next level. He's come up with his name. And he has his name. <laughs> and he yells it. And basically scares the shit out of the other actress. Oh my god! Yeah, she jumps, but yep. she stays in. She stays in the scene. But you can tell when he yeah. did, when he yelled his name out. He's the it, mind explosion. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the most perfect, like tripping on 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 acid name. The mind explosion. Yeah, and, Holy he, shit. and he demos it with his head. You know, with his hands yeah. exploding out yep. of his head. You know, and all this, and through all this chaos, I think you know. Again, from a writing perspective, it's it's great as. You have a little bit of a love connection, you know, burgeoning between Jesse and Sarah, and that's, yeah, that's kind of the kind of keeping things rounded. Although they're both now and, high as and well. And don't you want Mary to like Paul? Like, don't don't you want her to like? Yeah, at least I did. I'm she just like doesn't have the fucking time like, right now. But- <laughs> she she's like she's putting fires out literally. Yeah, I'm sure you, pulling you people's pants up. Acid to every damn person in this trailer like, park. Stopping you need people to go. from having sex with animals. She <laughs> has a full plate right now. Yeah. Let alone everybody. Do you think trying... every trailer park has has a mother Mary like that? I I you know a, a matriarch. As that far has as like the... the allegory of this, you know, it's perfect. But yeah. I like to believe, yes, they all have a yeah. fairy. At least this, this is a really small one. you know, fairy trailer mother or something. Half a dozen to 10 yeah. trailers from the 1960s. I think natural selection makes that happen. You know, I, I think if a trailer park is together enough, uh-huh. a matriarch will rise. Okay. And hopefully she doesn't take a turn and turn into like a drug king, king heiress. It's a little and, long for a t-shirt, but it's brilliant. And turn into the bad guy in uh, Dread. Anyway, awesome movie. Go see Dread. <laughs> I'm a- <laughs> I thought you were talking about still with dreads. This kind of, you know, it, it, it all morphs into, you know, kind of a romance between Jesse and Sarah. And they have a, a little first kiss moment, which I think is nice. And they yeah. transport back to the beach. And he says, true to his character, you're not like any 1960s, 70s male actor, you know, yeah, w- who would take charge and grab grab her by the back of the head and take the kiss. He asks her, can I kiss you? Which is what Jesse would do. He is a nice guy. And we know he's got a little skill uh in the oral department, so he's, you know, he's 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 got he's bringing something to the table. We, we think that Sarah with an H got there. It felt like uh she did. <laughs> <laughs> More of the melee, which I I really enjoy. Mary is is saying a couple of them have painted their faces and they're dancing their way towards town. Yeah. <laughs> and again, they're not, but they're all molesting a bulldozer and yeah. and all painting each other. And again, not in a and very sexual way so, at all. It's so angry, you know. She's like, really angry. Yeah. You you have got to go. And when, when they're all on the bulldozer and, and hooting and hollering, did you hear a Wilhelm screen in there? Ooh. I think you there did? is. I did. I, I did. I wrote that down. Is that a Wilhelm scream? But- 
I, I don't know. So okay. I don't know if you picked it up. I didn't. And and I and you know, thusly, is that public domain now, or like, what would it take for an indie film to try to? Can you, can you give us your rendition of it? Can you? No, lean back that's one I can never just do. Let it rip. No, I could never do that. All one. right, I can't either. I think that's a, and there's a great story about how the Wilhelm scream started. What I find interesting is they reference uh, when Sarah and Jesse are talking and, and and they're saying that they actually just legitimately like each other. They reference the Quickie Mart, which is from a whole bunch of other movies. So that and isn't. No, is the clerk's place Quickie Mart? Good or it's question. Because I did reference this movie Shoot. to you that it reminded me of Clerks a little bit. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think it's something else actually. I just, yeah. I, I assure you, we're open as the big well, sign. I mean, the movie itself. Did it feel kind of similar like to Clerks? clerks? Um, you know, one location. I no, because Kevin Smith's writing is so unique and okay. so kind of him and meta and and insider. And, and it's almost okay. you look at the early I, Kevin I Smith movies and in this. It, it, it may sound like a knock. It's not meant to be. But people don't really talk like that. You may have one person in your group who talks in movie metaphors and 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 has have have the eloquence of some kind of you know street corner Yoda, but not everybody does. So if you go back and watch Clerks again, you which know, I have scrutinize the writing a little bit, like okay. like really think, is this reasonable dialogue? It, yeah. It's fun. It's great to listen to, and it's similar to Tarantino. Same thing. Do people really? Talk like that, um, fun to listen to, but yeah. is it totally realistic? This actually felt, you know, yeah, they, even more. They were legit living with the natives. They man. were living with. Yeah. <laughs> they were one. They became one of them. And who knows? Um, and now we kind of have the film hitting to a head with the exclamation of "Bounty hunters are here! <laughs> we're gonna be on TV!" Oh God, yeah. Nope, no cameras, ma'am. And that's, that's for- the first, of course. <laughs> yeah. We going to be on TV, TV. Now, yeah. these poor bounty hunters, <laughs> we find out they're there to find Luke. And uh, and that actually uh, has something to do with my clip. I I was been waiting. I'm like, man, this is going and going. I thought yeah, maybe you didn't have a clip this week. We've done clips towards the end before. And, yeah. Um, I was, well, I just been really curious to what your, mo- your clip moment was. So we, here's where you have the budget show up because- um, if this is, and again, the, uh, these are what they're, I don't know the, the nomenclature appropriately, ATF or they're, they're not cops necessarily. They're, no, they're, they're, they're enforcing they're bail warrant, bonds. They're, they're bail, bail bondsmen. Yeah. So they're dog, the bounty hunter essentially. Yeah. And they're it, dressed just like them. And there's three of them. And the, and the girl has got the super tight t-shirt on. <laughs> that just says bounty hunter yeah. in black letters. And, and when she introduces herself in the documentary, she she shows it, you know, she kind of points across her chest and, and then says, I'm bounty hunter. Holy shit. Three. It's funny. And of course, you know, it's a skin tight t-shirt. She's got big old boobs. Old? And, uh, I, she I was, she was, old. She was showing them off. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that struck me as really funny. It was either a budget thing or it just was intentional. And that was Well, really they had to have the t-shirts made. Three that, of them. That is true. That is true. And you got to, if you only make three, you have to pay more. At least more. 30 bucks. You get, you pay less if you buy in bulk. But so... <laughs> You're kind of wondering, hey, consumer tip there. What's the deal uh, with it? They're looking for Luke, and Luke um, runs around the corner and runs into Jesse and Sarah. And uh, this is my full clip. on Braveheart face makeup. Yeah, and you know, except it's black and white. What? And he, yeah, he's in face paint at this point. And there, there are a lot of things to like, but I just, I like this moment. It's not the longest clip, but um, here's my clip. This is uh, Luke talking to Jesse and Sarah after the bounty hunters are after him. They found the family man. Hey, what did you do? 
must have something to do with my own meth lab. <laughs> you had a meth lab? Well, well, no, but I got, I got, I got, I got, had that, never got past the, the side of Sudafed, the, the cold medicine shit, man. I got busted five finger discount in that shit. That's still in the U city, boy. And I guess I forgot about my court date. Well, let's hide inside this trailer. No, 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 no. Here, I'll put all that shit to rest. I'm gonna follow my dreams. I love you, man. Turn myself in. I'm gonna have me some fun first. Now, I left a little bit of the spacey music behind because, again, most of the music isn't like that, but there was some what I think may have been score and it was trippy, weird, woo yeah. music. And, you know, it had that kind of frenetic, you know, fever pitch thing because after that scene, he doesn't really have much fun. He just decides to try to fight the bail people. Well, he picks them up on his shoulders and yeah. spins them around and, and throws them down. And as he's getting arrested, Mary very kind of calmly walks up and she's like, can I get your car keys? I need them to take Jesse to the bus station, please. <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, they're in the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and he says as he's being hauled away, something like, see you in five to ten years. Like, yeah. he's going away. Yeah. He's disappearing. But he has... Uh, yeah, I see what you're, you're making it. Bring it all the way back to the beginning. Yeah. To the girls in the beginning. And so all of this chaos happens, and then what I think is kind of interesting is they just got to kind of move on. You know, life has to continue, and Mary... Well, Mary's been trying to get Jesse out of there, yeah. and so and, she gets Yeah, nobody keys. has a clock. They're like, well, 8 o'clock he has to be at the bus station. They're like, it kind of gets dark around 7.30, so that's their gauge. Um, and yeah, she's trying to get him to the bus station on time. Yeah, and, and he, him and... Uh, Jesse and Sarah are bringing their relationship to a culmination and she's getting all upset that he's leaving. Yeah. And uh, grabs his arm, takes the permanent marker, writes her phone number all the way down his forearm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a beautiful move. moment. Move. I, I'm almost beautiful. getting teary right now. Mary brings, uh, brings Jesse to- uh, Mother Mary? To the bus station after what can be, I think, um, looked at as a transformative- transcendent afternoon right <laughs> everybody's changed it feels like is that what it's supposed to what, what are you thinking what's happening yeah now? Because, yeah i mean that was the whole thing G- jesus shows up in the trailer park and then it, you know helps everybody go figure out their life you know with through through the acid trip well you know paul he, he, we know that he wants to leave all that behind so I, I assume he's leaving everybody he's leaving mary he's leaving everybody luke's in prison at this point for five to ten years so we'll stretch there yeah, Sarah's, Sarah's just sitting waiting for Jesse to pine, re- waiting for Jesus's return. Yeah, like we have been for two thousand years. Yeah, uh, Jezebel's still pregnant, still smoking. Probably gonna have a you know a, some some birth defects to deal with uh, again, maybe. Uh, the- <laughs> so yeah, everybody's in great shape. <laughs> Whew. I didn't think about any of this last night. I felt like maybe we'd get here organically and find something. Uh, really beautiful to say, but they get to the bus station and and you have uh, Paul. In the sky, juggling uh, sticks of fire, uh, which that actor can really do, which yep. I thought was impressive. Yeah. And he's juggling fire sticks, and gas station tough guy walks by and shoves him like nerd. <laughs> Just knocks them all down. And he's like, go buy me some boiled peanuts. <laughs> He's like, okay. <laughs> okay, and he walks yeah, in. Yeah, they just all go along with and him because like, they don't want him to punch him in the head. Thus is the futility of life, right? That's kind of what I took from that. Like, gas station tough guy went back to being a douchebag. Like, nothing yeah. changed. And I I kind of teased this, I think, in another episode. I'm not sure. 
but I've been fascinated with last lines in movies. And oh. I, I know I did say this in another episode, and I did not pay it forward. I did not write down the last line, but I did write down the last line of this movie. Well, and you got me, you got me hooked. What is it? Because I don't know. The bus station. That's the last line of the. That's film. what Mary says. That's what he says. She says it first, and he says it second. The bus station. They're well because they're leaving to yeah. go to it to end it. Yeah, admittedly late because it's dark. Well, he was at least a savior for that one day, right? He got <laughs> him out. That of That was their... a little cynical. What I did. Yeah. <laughs> he got him out of there. Uh, yeah, there their are boredom. a couple of great uh, little documentaries on YouTube on in the behind the scenes, and I recommend people looking at that. Uh, email us at a little independent podcast at gmail.com and let us know what you think of that. Um, cause there's some really good stuff in there. I bet there's mm-hmm. some behind the scenes or, or deleted scenes. It looks like there's tons of stuff that they filmed. Um, but it's odd that they could only, you know, I get only, I said it felt a little not even too short, but, uh, there's probably a whole nother, you know, 20 minute short film in there. All yeah. The stuff that yeah. They it's seem to it's film. three, there's three of them, three short ones. The band at the end is called the unnatural players, the three piece instrumental group that was jamming. And they did some of the music throughout the. Uh, oh, that's cool. Uh, throughout the soundtrack. Yeah. And what I thought was interesting is a lot of these actors, you know, some fessed up to having some prior experience with this, some didn't. You know, the guy who played Dube uh, decidedly had never done anything like this. He yeah. says this is the least. He said he'd, he'd probably be better identify playing a gay black man. Yeah, he said it would be easier <laughs> for him to do that than and he's so obviously white. If you're talking about, you know, what it takes to act, you know, it, it's you know, one of the hardest things to do is comedy. And I, I think, you know, and, and and you go back to to Charlie Chaplin doing doing drunk or doing high or doing that convincingly is pretty yeah. tough too. And yeah. Everybody does a really nice job. Uh, this was a phenomenal uh, watch. I, I enjoyed the shit out of this. All right. Um, something kind of interesting I thought was funny. Uh, while shooting the scene where Jesse finds his friends junking his car up with Mardi Gras toys and beads, Candace, played by Kira Mann, got stuck inside the hood of the car and had to continue with the scene until someone could remove her from the vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the IMDb trivia, maybe? Jesus. It's crazy. All right. We're going to end, as we do, with Reviews. Reviews. Todd, you, you've oh, it's you, directed right at me. No, no, you're you're very prepared today. I'm noticing. I, I didn't. Uh-oh. I don't have anything on you. You know, all my goods that where I normally <laughs> surprise you. Um, and the listeners, I'm sure, are feeling this as well. They're like, "Oh shit!" So um, you're not getting my goat as right to reference the movie. But did yeah. you look at any reviews? Uh, I read half of one of the the first good one. And uh, I, I'm sure there's, because of the budget and the way it's filmed, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of bad ones that said it was a waste of, you know, that's an hour and 20 that they like would like to have A back. waste. Oh, okay. That's a theme that we hear. I would like that time yeah. back. Yeah. What are some other hits? Diarrhea in my eyes, it feels like, or I wish I was dead. <laughs> We've got some other classics, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 I'd I gotta rather pay closer smear attention diarrhea to in my diarrhea eyes. Diarrhea. Wow. Uh, on IMDb, and this is where we get the reviews from. No one star reviews. Really? So yeah, I mean, it's, I usually go for one star. Yeah, you get a one and no a ten, and no two star reviews. So I was like, oh, that sucks. Okay, I I'm shocked yeah. at that because I you know you can see where people would rip on right. this because of the low budget. No you know? three star reviews. I you could think I could continue on. So they're deleting them. I oh maybe. Uh, the lowest I found was a seven star, so seven out of ten. 
Okay. I had to go to Amazon to find a one-star review. And I, now, I, now I got to look into if you can delete them because there were very few bad one-star reviews on Amazon. Maybe they just weren't a lot of them on IMDb. <laughs> no, they, they, were, they were a decent amount on Amazon. But I found one and it's one-star review came in 2017. What do you really expect? Uh, I'm for our... <laughs> Is that it? That's it. <laughs> That's the whole thing? That's the whole review. What One do you star. really expect? What do you really expect? One star. Yeah. Well, that was insightful. Our, I got to meditate on that for a bit. Our 10 out of 10... Uh, actually, no, this is IMDb. This was 9 out of 10. It, it, like I said, I've, I try to find you know interesting positive ones too because the first few episodes it just wasn't as fun reading just nice reviews so if i can find a crazy person who wrote a 10 out of 10 i I can pick them okay so this was a 9 out of 10 it's titled never seen a film like this i've never seen a film like this any darkness is in the first few minutes and then it gets lighter and lighter in Hollywood films, there's endless negative manipulation. Too often, I think, like Jesse's mom, anything strange <laughs> is potentially dangerous. But this sunny film has made me rethink some fundamental life questions. For example, I waited for Paul to show a dark side, but it never appeared, even though he was a compelling character. And some characters about whom I had doubts, like Sarah, and even the gas station bully, surprised me with their honest vulnerability. One last thought. This is the sanest film I've seen in a long time, and it's about acid trips. Does that mean that our culture is far crazier than an acid trip? Well done, guys. I'll be watching your other work. Wink. <laughs> nice. And there you go. So this like is the sanest guy. film this person's seen in a long time. And I think this is a question to, to leave with our listeners and each other. Yeah. Does this mean our culture is far crazier than an acid trip? So these are the questions that this film is asking, and I'm glad to have been on this ride, and thank you for it. And did you tell me what what Jess's reaction was? Because I don't remember. She she did uh, she she did find uh, her peace and sleep uh, about twenty six twenty eight minutes into the film. Oh, so you 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 clock the you know the time when she how far she makes it into the movie. Yes, that okay. seemed oddly specific. But um, yeah, it was about that. And I think maybe because at the time she fell asleep, I paused it uh, to go refresh a snack or something. And uh-huh. uh, it was 28 minutes in. Nice. Uh, but she asked how I, I liked it. And she said, it looked pretty low budget. I said, yeah, that scene in, in the room looked low budget. But I said, uh, this movie fucking rocked. It was awesome. Yeah. And, and you know, we're certainly independent. Yeah. I guess it, this is as independent as it gets, you know, yeah. you, you one location. We'll beat it. But so far, I think, yeah, this, uh, this oh, really takes yeah, a take. Oh, yeah, I can see the look the in your eye that you have one well, already in the well, pike. You know, that could be we're this. not trying to hurt ourselves. But uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening, and we appreciate you. Your feedback is uh, is welcomed. A little independent. A little independent podcast.com and Facebook.com. A little, a little independent, independent. A little independent podcast at gmail.com and all those other well, things. Uh, but Todd. Oh, did I mess it up? No, it's okay. Yeah, no, nobody, it's nobody's okay. messaging us anyway. <laughs> We're still sad. We've done done this so long, and nobody cares. Boo. Uh, oh, Ryan, you need some acid. You need- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. I'm going to take that it later. Sunny side. Going to take it later and go bowling. All right, and Ryan. Yes, Todd. We will always have Monty Doro.
gonna love it. It's just a little bit. Like I'm introducing a movie to you. Like you're about to. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah. Like, yeah. Just as a little independent.